This is Optimal Relationships Daily, Episode 217, How to Give Advice So That People Will Listen, Part 2, by Daria Rose with IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. Welcome back. I'm your narrator, Joss Marie, and today I have the second part of guest author Daria Rose's post, all about the proper way to deliver advice. So make sure and listen to yesterday's episode first to hear Part 1, if you haven't already. That's episode 216. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and keep this intro nice and short for you today. So let's get down to it and continue optimizing your life. How to Give Advice So That People Will Listen, Part 2, by Daria Rose with IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. Here are the essential steps for empathetic communication. Step 1. Listen deeply for the emotional undertone of what someone is saying. As a thinker, your natural tendency is to listen solely for facts. This is great for problem solving, but remember that to get a person to listen to your advice, you also need to address their emotions. For example, when someone says, I would really love to lose 15 pounds, you hear, I need tactics to lose a moderate amount of body fat. They really mean, I need to feel supported by X, Y, and Z. But behind the words is a deeper emotion that can't be addressed by tactics. And your job is to figure out what that is. Instead of skipping straight to the advice, try to uncover her hopes, fears, and dreams. Instead of saying, that's easy, just do X, ask, oh really? What have you tried? Listen for signs of fear, frustration, hope, and other underlying emotions. Pay attention to the words they are using, as well as tone and body language if you're speaking in person. Sometimes people are straightforward in explaining their fears and say things like, I'm afraid I'll put in all this effort and still fail. Fear of failure is extremely common and being able to recognize it, essential. However, you may need to ask additional questions to get to the core emotion. The use of generic statements that start with, I know I should, I don't have time, or I don't like, insert any broad category or action, imply that there is a fear of aversion lying below the surface of their words that they are avoiding. Similarly, generalization statements and using words like always or never imply an underlying invisible script that reflects a hidden emotion. Continue asking why until you get an answer. For instance, If a woman tells me she would like to cook healthy meals, but that it is always too much work, I'll ask her why it's so hard. Often, I'll hear something like, my husband refuses to eat anything healthy, so I'm forced to make two separate meals if I want to eat well. Now we're getting somewhere. Step two, try to name the core emotion. From the previous response, you might guess the woman feels unappreciated, frustrated, helpless, or insecure about her cooking skills. Once you think you have a good idea of what her emotional state is, test your hypothesis by asking directly. You. Wow, that must be incredibly frustrating. Why do you think he's so stubborn? Woman. I think it's because his mother was a terrible cook, so he won't even try anything I make except meat and boiled potatoes. I'm actually a pretty good cook, but he won't give me a chance. She feels frustrated and unappreciated. Step 3. Relate to the emotion to show understanding. Once you've discovered the core emotion, 
you must show that you can relate to the feeling. There are several ways you can do this. Mirroring. Sometimes simply repeating back or mirroring the emotion is enough to demonstrate your understanding. This can feel very basic and pointless if you're a thinker, but it is in fact incredibly effective. If you're new to empathetic communication, this is the perfect place to start practicing. Once you see how effective this technique can be, it gets easier to use it in everyday conversations. You. You're a great cook, and you won't even try your food? That must feel terrible. Woman. Yeah, it really sucks. Be vulnerable. Sharing an experience you've had that evoked a similar emotion is also an excellent way to show your understanding. This is called vulnerability. Vulnerability is a more advanced form of empathetic communication, but it is by far the most effective technique if you can master it. Everyone has stories and emotions that relate to those of others. The difficulty for a thinker is remembering to share the emotion rather than the tactical solution. From the listener's perspective, though, the more you share, the more you care. You. Oh man, my dad is the same way. I made the most amazing Brussels sprouts for Thanksgiving, and he wouldn't even touch them. I put bacon on them and everything. It was so upsetting. I'd hate to go through that every single night. Woman. Yeah, it makes it really hard. Validate emotions. Another way to show your understanding is to validate the emotions by explaining with logic how you can see their point of view. Thinkers can be quite good at this, since it plays to our natural tendency to be rational. The major difference here is that we're focusing on the emotion rather than solving the problem. You. You put in all that work of shopping and preparing delicious food so you can have a tasty and healthy dinner, and he won't even try it once? That doesn't seem fair to you. And besides, heart disease runs in his family. He should at least give you the benefit of the doubt and try to eat a little better. After all, you're only doing it because you love him. Woman. Totally. I don't understand why you can't see that. Note that this technique works even if you disagree with the person's analysis. However, explaining that you understand how they came to their conclusion can create the necessary emotional connection. You can work on correcting their logic after that connection is established. Step 4. Withhold judgment. If you're a thinker, chances are you knew what the person's problem was within the first few moments of the conversation. However, it is essential that you withhold judgment of the other person's actions, feelings, or goals, or she will immediately shut you out. In the previous example, old Daria would have instantly exclaimed, Stop using the word healthy. Nobody wants to eat healthy food. Think that'll get you anywhere with him? Hell no. And I would have received the predictable response. Woman. Hmm. I don't know. I don't think he'll ever eat the vegetables I make. Even worse would have been if I judged her feelings and said, Don't feel bad about him. You know what's best. Just feed him whatever you want, and if he doesn't like it, he can cook for himself. Woman. Hmm. Maybe. Silently thinks. No way I'm jeopardizing my marriage for a stupid plate of broccoli. This chick has no idea what she's talking about. Telling people they are wrong has the opposite effect of empathy and instead conveys to them that they are not understood. If you wish to be a helpful and effective communicator, you must resist the urge to rush to judgment. Step 5. Offer advice last. 
Once you've listened carefully to the other person's situation and demonstrated your understanding of their emotions without expressing judgment, you can carefully begin offering advice. Low-emotion people tend to assume that the help they have to offer is the most important part of the conversation and like to offer it immediately. But someone will be far more likely to listen and accept your advice if you first establish a deeper connection. By the way, if you're a feeler offering advice to a thinker, feel free to skip steps one through four and jump right into the advice. We appreciate it. Empathy takes practice. Learning to communicate effectively if you're not naturally an emotional person can be very difficult. For myself, learning to be more empathetic felt like learning a new language. I had to train my mind to listen carefully for hidden emotional meaning, translate it internally, then formulate the appropriate response. Now that I've had a bit of practice, it feels more natural, but it wasn't easy. Did you notice how I just talked about my feelings? That took serious work. Your challenge is start practicing empathetic communication in everyday life. If empathy doesn't come naturally to you, strike up a conversation with someone and simply listen for how they are feeling about the topic. Ask questions to try to get to the core emotion and resist giving advice. It's hard, but it's a muscle you need to exercise if you ever want people to listen to you. You just listened to part two of the post titled, how to Give Advice So That People Will Listen by Daria Rose with IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com In my and my husband's relationship, I'm the feeler and he's the thinker. Pretty much no crossover. So, it's no lie we've had our fair share of struggles trying to get on the same page when it comes to something that I feel emotional about. But I couldn't agree more with Daria that empathy can be learned, and my husband is living proof of that. He'll actually be the first to admit that he still has room to grow, but I give him major credit for the headway he's made since we first started dating. And as I mentioned in the first part of this post, Daria Rose is the author of Foodist and creator of Summer Tomato, one of Time's 50 best websites. So thank you again to Ramit Zaidi for letting us share this post with you from his website. This is actually the first time I'm narrating from I Will Teach You To Be Rich, and I couldn't be more thrilled to share more content from the site with you in the future. But for now, I'm going to go ahead and bid you adieu. Thanks so much for joining me, and I hope to see you again tomorrow with a post from another new website where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.